Hi, this is Jeff Rizzo with the Detroit Lions Podcast and Lions Wire, and I've got a little mailbag for you. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. All right, so uh, I was at the Combine last week, uh, and I put it out in our uh, Slack channel from the podcast, uh, the best $5 that you can spend per month to get the best Lions chat on the internet, smartest Lions chat on the internet everywhere. Uh, I asked you all for some questions uh, that I could handle, and uh, the format (laughs) wasn't exactly what I wanted. uh, As I advertised that I was going to be able to do this in the car on the way home, uh, with my daughter feeding me questions uh, as, as we came home from a volleyball tournament in Louisville this weekend. Unfortunately, that didn't work out, so I'm doing it a little bit later, but I'm doing it at home, uh, and I have a little bit more uh, space to do things that I can focus on it instead of also focusing on Interstate 65. So uh, without further ado, here's some combine uh, combine wrap questions, uh, and we'll, we'll try to I, – I can't do all these. I think you left me, looks like, 34 of them. Uh, I'm just going to do a few. I haven't really looked through these all that hard, so I, I'm going to try to give you the most spontaneous and off the top of my head answers that I can give on these. Uh, so, uh, let's go with the first one here. Um, from Nicholas, uh, oh, Shiwa, maybe? Uh, we'll see. If I pronounce your, if I butchered your last name, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, <laughs> Uh, did you get the impression that the Lions will seriously consider one of the top quarterbacks in the first round, or are they going to go the late-round career backup route? It's a good question. Wish I could give you a great answer on it. My distinct impression is that they are very interested in the top quarterbacks, but I can't tell you if they're going to take one or not. I don't know. Uh, they're being very tight-lipped about it. Look, they clearly liked Anthony Richardson. They clearly liked C.J. Stroud, what they saw from them. Those would be the two likely candidates to take at six. Uh, if if not, then I do think that they're going to be looking more. Um, I wouldn't rule out a guy like Hendon Hooker uh, in the second or, or maybe early third round as a guy that could be an eventual um, successor starter to, to Jared Goff. But, uh, because, and again, he's a guy they met with in Mobile. They met with him in Indianapolis this past week. So, uh, there's certainly some interest there. Uh, as for the later guys, you know, there, there's not a lot of upside. And I think that's what you're talking about with guys like, uh, Jake Hayner, Jaron Hall, uh, Kevin O'Connell. I'm sorry, Aiden O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell from Purdue, uh, who's a guy that I know they've spent a lot of time on. Uh, it's hard to say at this point, I would probably guess that they're leaning later, but uh, again, Dan and Brad both made it pretty clear. They're definitely looking at it, upgrading the quarterback position. It doesn't mean they're getting rid of Jared Goff. It means that they're looking at getting better around Jared Goff and perhaps after Jared Goff. And they both left that possibility wide open, both publicly and privately. So that, 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 that'd be how the best I could probably answer that question. Ah, uh, all right. Uh, so this one, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that this one gets asked a lot. It's from Ben W. Who are your current th- top three to five players in the mix at six and eighteen for the Lions post combine, based on what you know and how you and things you heard, uh, and assuming no trades. Uh, so this is interesting because uh, Friday afternoon, uh, I was talking with Justin Rogers from the Detroit News, and he like point blank asked me, "Who are you taking at six? And I'm like, uh, "I don't know." 
and I threw the question back at him and he didn't know either. <laughs> so uh, it, it's still like, like very speculative right now. I don't think Jalen Carter is in the mix. Uh, I do think Will Anderson is in the mix if he falls. I think Tyree Wilson, the defensive end from Texas Tech, is certainly in the mix if he falls to six. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Uh, Stroud and Richardson are, are very near the top of my list. Um, uh, that's that, and that would be my preference. I want to address the long the quarterback long term. Um, I'm, I'm I'm recording this as Derek Carr just got paid. Uh, $100 million guaranteed. Uh, you better believe that Jared Goff is going to, and rightfully, ask for more than that. That is a figure that I'm not comfortable paying for the level of quarterback that Jared Goff has been for the last four years. Uh, not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna reward him for 10 to 12 good games. Uh, I gotta see more of that. Now, if he does that, that's great. And that, that solves the problem. But then you can, then you'll have Richardson or Stroud as a, First off, for the first year or two, as a backup that can come in and, and do great things if Goff gets hurt or whatever. Um, but then you've also got a, a tradable asset, and I think uh, well, I don't. I don't. I know the Lions see that angle to it. Um, I don't know how strongly they believe in that, but I know that they. I know that they've looked at that angle. So uh, that would be my thing. Uh, I don't get any sense that there's any interest in Bajan Robinson at six. I don't get any sense that there's an interest in offensive line at six, although there are a couple of people that I talked to this week that are very much of the belief that Peter Skaronsky, the offensive tackle from Northwestern, is in play at six. I personally don't buy it, but I can't say that can't say that I don't that I can rule it out. So uh, just be aware of that. Um, and one of those people is very close to the team. So uh at 18 boy uh my personal foul just stick with the guys that I would like there Deontay Banks uh the the cornerback from Maryland is a great fit I think Devon Witherspoon is going to be a great fit if he's at 18 uh and I kind of think he's going to get there based on on the combine week I'm probably preempting a question or two here by doing that Brian Branch the safety who would play the Will Harris role is certainly very high up on my list there uh who else it's it's early for the defensive tackles that would be there. It's early for any of the edges, I think. It's certainly early for the linebackers. Uh, you know, I, I, so that, that 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 would probably be probably be my list there. Uh, let's go on here. Um, Nicholas again asks, uh, how active were they in looking at the tight end class? Do they believe they are set there, or will they look to add one in the first three rounds with this loaded group? Uh, I'll answer the second one first. I don't think that they're interested in taking a tight end before day three. I really don't. Uh, and uh, I, I wrote a column about this at Lions Wire from from the the, the Senior Bowl, uh, where uh, uh, Lions writers Ben Raven and, and Nolan Bianchi were both very strongly in agreement with that assessment. And uh, I, I talked to both those guys this week, and nothing has changed. Uh, they are going to look at tight ends. Uh, I'm thinking later tight ends, though. Not necessarily a guy that uh, moves the needle in the early rounds. Um, not looking at Luke Musgrave or um, uh, Kincaid or Mayer, uh, any of those guys, but a guy like Payne Durham out of Purdue in like the sixth round uh, is certainly interesting. Darnell Washington would, would be a pick at 18. Uh, I would only endorse that pick uh, if they're planning on using him, excuse me, a lot as an offensive tackle, as your sixth tackle, which he could do. Uh, and I don't hate that idea, but uh, I, I don't get the sense that they're going to be looking at tight end early 
Uh, they do like Brock Wright a lot. They are very, very bullish on James Mitchell. I cannot stress that enough. They really like what they've got in James Mitchell and how much he can grow. It, and uh, as, as was told to me this week uh, in Indy, remember, he was a top 100 pick before he had the knee injury. And you should be viewing James Mitchell as a top 100 prospect, not a guy that went in the fifth round, uh, because that's the way the Lions view it. So that would be how I would answer that one. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, this is a good question from Maddie K. Are there any cor- cornerbacks or safeties that were previously slotted um, third round or later picks uh, that jumped into contention for the Lions where there are two second rounders? Uh, Keytrell Clark from Louisville uh, is a good example there. He is a slot guy. He's smaller than expected. Uh, not necessarily the most physical guy, but he is lightning quick. He has ridiculous instant acceleration. He's got closing burst. He's got great eyes for the ball. Uh, I think he interviewed very well. He talked about uh, his willingness to blow up screen plays. You better believe that that speaks to Aaron Glenn. Uh, so he's a guy that, that would fit that bill. Uh, not sure about many of the other guys. Um yeah, I, I would highlight Clark there. Um, I might think of a couple others later, and if I do, I'll, I'll, I'll like interrupt the question to, to answer this because that's that's sort of the way my brain works. Um, from Jordan, is drafting another top fifty edge player aside from Will Anderson if he falls to six still in play? That's a great question, uh, and so I pull a lot of different people, Lions people, and other people outside the organization uh, and outside like the team sphere. And most people are of the general impression that you're going to need to wait till after free agency before you can answer that question. Because right now, we don't know what's going on with Romeo Okwara and Charles Harris and or Charles Harris. This is something that Chris and I talked about on the podcast last week. There probably isn't room to pay both of them. So you're going to dump one of them in one manner or another. Uh, and again, this, this, this is another one that, that, as I just mentioned about James Mitchell, the Lions are freakishly high on Josh Pascal compared to what you saw from him last year. They are massive believers that he's going to take a jump. When when uh, Dan Campbell talked about players that were going to take a jump, that they believe that players are going to take jumps from year one to year two, he's one of them. They think he's a starting and a good starting NFL defensive end. They got James Houston coming off the bench. They have uh, a guy who finished second in the league in sacks as a rookie playing six games. They've got Okwara or Harris, one or the other. I don't think that they see a big need there. Now, long, bigger picture, long term, maybe I, I don't see it at all at six. Um, and, I, and I mentioned Tyree Wilson there. Um, so I'm hedging my bet. Yeah. Uh, I do think that Wilson is going to be an interesting conversation for them. But again, they really like Pascal, man. They, they do. Uh, at 18, Lucas Van Ness, I, I think people are starting to mock him there. I personally can't stand that. I don't think he's a top 100 player, not even after his very impressive week. And it, like, he's just, to me, he's Port Augustine 2.0. I, I like Port Augustine. I covered him in Cleveland. He's, he's a good player. He's not worth the number 18 pick in the draft, in my opinion. So I'm, I can't say that they won't do it, but I would hope that they don't. Uh, I just don't see anything on him. He, he just has no plan as a pass rusher at all. I'm going to run really fast into this guy and try to blow through him. Um, doesn't really use his hands very well. Isn't all that good in run defense. Uh, so I, 
I, I think the it's interesting. He's sort of like the people who rebel against uh, Anthony Richardson as a prospect at quarterback. Um, it's weird that, that Van Ness doesn't get the same blowback as a defensive player because I think he's actually rawer and less ready to play than what Anthony Richardson is. My opinion, not their opinion. Uh, second round. Second round, I think all bets are off, man. I think they can take just about anything that they, they need to. Um, I don't think that they're going to exclude looking at an edge player if the right one is there, whether it's B.J. Ojolari. Uh, there, there's a number of guys <laughs> who, who fit that bill. Uh, and a hybrid linebacker slash defensive end, a guy like Trenton Simpson out of Clemson, makes a lot of sense for the second round. Uh, they did interview Simpson. I know that they're, they have some interest there. So uh, that that's that's a player to watch that could be – used as an edge in the way that Dallas uses Micah Parsons. Not to that extent, uh, but a guy that can be an off-ball linebacker but also slide up and play that role. Uh, and I think that might be actually a little bit more of a likely scenario uh, in the second round if, if they're going to look to bolster that position. Full-time edge, though, paying a premium for another one? I, I don't see it. Still don't. Sorry. Um <laughs> Uh, several questions about Richardson, uh, Bajan, I'm sorry, Anthony Richardson. I will say that I think everything we're talking about with Anthony Richardson is going to be a moot point because I don't think he lasts to six. And I will preemptively answer all the Anthony Richardson questions that way. And, and I will say it this way. Yes, I would love him at six. No, I don't think he's going to be there at six. The other question I will preemptively answer is I prefer CJ Stroud over Anthony Richardson to the Lions at six. I don't think either of them is happening. Oh, in fact, that, that's a question right there. So, uh, all right. Um, uh, oh, this is a good one from Easy Breezy. Thoughts on either or both Illinois safeties to pair with Kirby Joseph? I like Sidney Brown a whole lot. I think he's a great fit for what the Lions want at that other safety spot. He is a downhill attack dog. He's He's very muscular. Um, you can tell that his twin brother plays running back because they, they see the hole the same way. Like he sees the, he has the vision, um, and the instincts to come up and attack the run in the box and can also has, has the, the physicality to make it happen. I would love that. He's probably a third rounder. You probably have to spend your third rounder on Sidney Brown. I would love that. And he is a guy that they met with at the senior bowl. Uh, and they did meet with him this week too. So, uh, or last week it's, I'm recording this Monday. Uh, that's that. I like that one. That, that, that's a good one. Um, let's see. Um, from Full Metal Savage, I'm sure picking questions here as I scroll down. Linebackers, tight ends, running backs are not positions the Lions want to invest in with premium draft capital. Correct. Uh, could this could the composition of this entire draft class have a rare exception? Um, I swear this isn't Bashan Pate. Um, again, um, Bajan is fantastic. He's a great prospect. He is the top running back prospect. I will say my own opinion um, is very closely related to what most draftniks will tell you, that the difference between what you get with Bajan at 6 or 18 is and, and how it would apply in the NFL compared to Jameer Gibbs or Devon Ashane or, oh, God, uh, there's, there's, there's a ton of good running backs in this class. You're not going to get draft bang for your buck in taking Bijan. He's not that much better than the next tier. This is a spectacular running back class. It's also a spectacular free agency running back class. I think the Lions are keenly aware of that. I can't 
quote you on, don't don't quote me on that, but I would say it sure feels like they're bullish on that second tier of running backs and, and some of the guys that I mentioned there. And and, and there are more than that too. Um, I'm just going again, I'm going off the top of my head here. Um, um uh, the dude from, from Syracuse stands out as another one. Uh, there's, there's, there's a tank Bigsby from Auburn, another one. Like the fall off between what you would get from having Bajan in your offense to what one of those guys in your offense does is not nearly as great as what it would be from getting a first round guard to a fifth round guard or a second round wide receiver to a fifth round wide receiver. Like that, that's how you need to view the prism of the running backs because that's what most NFL teams are doing. And I will lump the Detroit Lions into that as well. Uh, let's see. A lot of, lot of Richardson and Stroud questions. Uh, I think I covered that. Uh, oh, this is a good one from Mongo. Considering the Lions have done a lot of prep work on the QBs this year and Campbell saying they bought more time and Dan did say that. Uh, do you think they might try to trade back for more draft capital in next year's draft and to make their potential move? That's an interesting question. And this is something that I actually talked about at dinner. Uh, that was Thursday night. Uh, Fogo to Shao in, uh, in Indianapolis with a, a bunch of other, uh, draft, draft cognoscenti. You would know their names if I said them. Um, yeah, this is, this is a topic that's interesting. Could they trade? And, and this would more specifically be trading out of six. Um, to like nine or 12, um, and I didn't throw those numbers out there arbitrarily, to get a, another first-round pick next year um, and have more ammunition for the Drake May class, for the Caleb Williams class, for a, a group that um, next year's draft class is always better than the current one. Don't don't forget that. But uh, it, in, in reality, I it, it's, a, it's a very interesting proposition. I don't know if the Lions would, would do that, but it's certainly something that I hope that they would consider because I do like the, the idea, if you're not getting your quarterback at the top of this draft and you know that you need one, maybe punting for a year and going after the class next year isn't such a bad idea. Um, I would certainly endorse that uh, because I, I don't think there's – some of the players – just think about the – and I'm, I'm, I'm going to relate it specifically to number six overall here. You're not going to get a different type of player at nine or twelve than you could get. You could get Devon Witherspoon at six. You could also get him at twelve. Uh, you could get Christian Gonzalez at nine if you can get him at six. Like the 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 player pool there isn't going to change. There, you're you're dealing. You're you're picking from the same area of the of the deck there. So yeah, I think they absolutely would consider that. And it's it's an it's a prospect that I really hope that the Lions do consider. So uh, good good question on that. Uh, from Ben W. Uh, you talked about Deontay Banks earlier this week. Have you had a chance to watch him? If so, can you give us a quick scouting report? Yes, I did get a chance to watch more Deontay Banks. This is a guy that is very seriously in contention for the number 18 pick. Uh, he, he could go actually earlier than what Devon Witherspoon does in the draft. It wouldn't surprise me at all based on his athletic testing, his size. Look, when, when I stood in front of him at the podium, I, I couldn't help but think, that, oh, my God, Dan Campbell's going to love this guy. And more specifically, Aaron Glenn's really going to love this guy. Just the way that he talked, the way that he the, – the buzzwords that he hit on, the, the, the thought process that he had, talking about being able to impose his physical will on receivers, how he talked about how good he is at controlling the stem release uh, and how smart he is at, at picking up at what the receivers are going to try to do to attack him. 
he very much wants to be an island corner. He loves to press. He's got speed. <laughs> he's got he's he's got a lot to a whole lot to like. So I watched him a couple of games. Quick didn't didn't do an in depth study, but just like quick browsing. His play style reminds me a lot of Jerry Jacobs, and we know how much the Lions like Jerry. We know how much this podcast likes Jerry. Um, that's not a mutually exclusive thing. Like, yeah, I see it. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's the if he is very strongly in contention at the number eighteen pick. Uh, let's see. Um, which prospects hold? Uh, should the Lions fans keep an eye on for day two? Um, this is from Ben W. I'll give I'll give you a, a handful here. Keanu Benton from Wisconsin is one uh, defensive tackle. Trenton Simpson from Clemson, the linebacker, is certainly another one. Uh, this is where you're going to start to look at the wide receiver class. Uh, it's not a great class, but I think you're going to see if the Lions are interested there. That's certainly somewhere to look for. Oh, geez. Let me, let me pull up my list here because actually I took some notes. I did take notes. Uh, while I'm, while I'm talking on that, I will say that Hendon Hooker absolutely needs to be uh, in that ballpark uh, as a quarterback. He was there. Um, I got a chance to, to just like briefly say hi to him. Uh, so that was that was kind of cool. Uh, let's see. Wide receivers, day two. Come on. Where's my notes? Uh, running backs. I talked about those a little bit. Um, certainly Jameer Gibbs from Alabama, if he falls there. Uh, there are, there's a few other guys too. Um, Devon Achain fits the bill. Uh, Davis fits the bill. Oh my goodness. This is taking forever to load. All right. Here we go. Okay. The wide receivers, because this is a hot topic. Jalen Hyatt. Thank you. There's one. There's one to know. Zay Flowers, who I don't think is going to last there from Boston College. So th- this is this is something. This wasn't asked, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tangentially go into it. The talk about Amon Ross St. Brown being a slot. The Lions aren't necessarily married to keeping him just in the slot or at running two slots and having a guy like Zay Flowers on the other side. A guy like Josh Downs from North Carolina, who's another day two prospect. Dual slots. Um, and instead of using a tight end in your slot, using using Amon Ra in that role because he's such a physical blocker, and then having the more speedy, like instantly open type guy, um, those guys fit that bill. Uh, Tank Dell is probably a little small. Uh, JSN out of Ohio State, I think he's going to be gone. I don't think he's going to last a day two. Uh, but uh, that would be my answers for that. Um, a little bit later on, I'll just I'll just preemptively answer another question that I see here about uh, wide receivers. Uh, Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss is a guy that will could be in line later. Um, a guy that the Lions met with, uh, Perry out of Wake Forest, is a guy that could probably um, get some consideration on day three. Uh, the Lions actually interviewed him uh, twice now, so uh, that's look. It, it, it's a, you got to be careful when you when you talk about the the prospects that they're interviewing. Um, I will say I don't think the Lions do smoke screens. I don't think they believe in that. But their their level of interest, I would be hesitant to go whole hog um, that they're very much interested in the guy just because they interview him at like the Shrine Bowl or the Senior Bowl and at the Combine. Um, it's worth noting, but it's not worth reading all that much into. Uh, that would be that one. I got time for like one or two more here. Um, uh, so uh, my, ho- my co-host, Chris, 
drop some dust uh, that they're looking at taking a guard in round three. Which uh, interior offensive line prospects would that be? Um, I will not speak for Chris, but I will say that the Lions are definitely looking at the guard class, um, third, fourth, fifth round. Um, and again, I need to reiterate, the Lions do not currently have a fourth round pick. I'm going to say that they could get one very easily if they want one and they like a player. So um, you're going to have to get past the mental block that we're going to talk about fourth round prospects, even though the Lions don't necessarily have a pick right there right now. Doesn't mean they won't. Um, uh, so... In that range, uh, Emil Echior from Alabama can play guard or tackle. He's a guy to look at. Um, my personal favorite is Nick Broker out of Ole Miss. Uh, I think he's a great fit. That's a guy that really showed out at the Senior Bowl. Uh, the Lions did meet with him there. I don't know if they met with him in Indianapolis or not, but this is a guy who has a lot of ability to play either right or left guard. Uh, can also kick out the tackle, but a, a very solid player. Made some ex- exceptional second-level blocks. And that is something that the Lions like to do. You saw how much they like to move Jonah Jackson and Evan Brown. Get them on the move. Get out and engage a linebacker to seal that second hole. Broker can do that very well. So he's a guy that I would personally prefer there. Will the Lions take him there? I don't know. Uh, some other guys uh, that, that fit in that range. Nick Saldaveri out of Old Dominion is a guy that they've talked to. Um, I don't know if it was formal or informal, but he's a guy that, that sort of fits that bill. Yeah, I'm looking through here. Oh, I wrote about it for Livewire today. It just came to my mind. Jared Patterson from Notre Dame. I think they view him as an ideal number six offensive lineman. He played everywhere for Notre Dame. He's generally projected as a center in the NFL. And this is a guy that you're going to get in the fifth or the sixth round, maybe even the seventh round, uh, because he didn't test all that well athletically. But can can capably back up all three interior spots. And I do think that they are interested in a guy that can do that uh, to replace Evan Brown, who's had that role, and you've seen how valuable that role is because Evan Brown had to start at center in 2021, started at right guard in 2022. With with what's going on with uh, with Big V, with what's going on with Tommy Kramer, um, it sure seems like Evan Brown is going to be playing starting center somewhere else next year. There's a need for that. Uh, Logan Stenberg ain't it. Uh, so that's, yeah, I, I would expect him to, to address that role. And, and Patterson is a guy that I, I would personally like in that role. I know the Lions have looked at him too. Uh, that's that's where we we'll go with that. Um, one of the questions, and uh, where to go? I saw Big V's name on here. I'm scrolling through, and I don't see it. There's again, there's way too many questions. I'll just answer this on Big V, uh, and this will be the last one that I answer to, to keep this for time purposes. Uh, and by the way, Chris and I are doing a live show to wrap up the combine on Wednesday night. We will also be doing a free agency preview show, tentatively scheduled for Sunday. So tune in for that. Big V, I will say that the Lions. Several different coaches, not just Ben Johnson, but also Dan Campbell, also Scotty Montgomery, also a couple of the people off the record, have mentioned that their offensive line is coming back. That's not talking about Evan Brown, folks. That's talking about Big V. I know he's mentioned as a cap casualty a lot. I think it's going to be more of a case of where they're going to restructure him, um, shift some money around, and bring him back with the hope that he can be their starting right guard in 2023. Doesn't mean that it will work. He's coming off a of back surgery. But the way that the way that too too many people have talked about him being back in the present and future tense, that it leads me to believe that he's not going anywhere. Would they get competition in for him? Yeah, I think that's where I think that's where the point about uh Chris and, and what he said comes in. 
But uh, expect Big V to be in pencil, dark pencil, as their starting right guard, uh, at least entering the offseason process. It doesn't mean that they're not going to bring somebody else in or, or try to replace him, but uh, I don't think they're cutting him out right. So uh, that'll handle the mailbag from, from the combine. Thank you for all the questions. Appreciate it. Uh, and uh, if you have any other questions, hit me up on Twitter. But the better place to go is the, the Detroit Lions pa- podcast Patreon Slack. Uh, that's where all these questions came from. Again, you join it for just $5 a month. You get a lot better access to me, to Chris, to Scott Bischoff, to Sandman, um, to Ash. Um, the cast characters, you know them all. Uh, so thanks again for watching, everybody, and stay tuned for some more live shows later. Thanks. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. 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 Let's go.